Hey guys, welcome back to Financial Flex with Lex. I'm your host, Alex, and happy Tuesday. So on today's episode, I'm actually going to skip the whole life update section that I normally do and just jump right into today's episode because it is a longer one, but I honestly think that it is an inspiring one, and I hope that whoever is listening, if you're someone who chose a quote-unquote non-traditional route um, after college or even after high school, I hope that this ins- that this episode inspires you. On today's episode, we have Ashley Lopez. She is an actor as well as a bartender living in New York City. On today's episode, we discuss high school, finding scholarships during that time, and how no one really guided us. She also was very open and honest about her journey the first few years living in New York after graduating, working two jobs while trying to take acting classes and, you know, book gigs and all of that stuff. And like I said earlier, I really do feel like this episode is inspiring um, to really just go after what you want. We do talk about money because obviously this is a financial podcast, but I think the best part about Ashley's episode is just like her story and she is very open about her struggles you know surviving in New York City and I feel like a lot of the times stuff like this gets really glamorized and you know you don't really see all of the hard work that someone puts in in the front end and um I'm just really thankful that she was, you know, open and honest and really candid about about her journey. So, Ashley, if you're listening, you've got this and I cannot wait to see you on the big screen or on the small screen in my on Netflix on my television. Um, you've got this 100%. All right, let's get into today's episode. I'm Ashley. I um have been in the city for about, I guess now, almost nine years. Um, I uh, am an actor and I also bartend. Um, Yeah, and I guess I'm originally from Pennsylvania. I really like to talk more about like financials, which is why I was excited for you to like ask me to come on here. One, because I think I've had my own journey with the financial world but also um I think I think it's just like I wish we could all speak more about it and kind of like have it be less taboo um so I'm excited for like our conversation today um but yeah besides that in general I am really into um intersectional feminism and just any sort of um social justice um and besides that, I love to read and I like to go to coffee shops, which has not been a thing uh, oh, yes. as of late, but that's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and the movies. And I really miss going to the movies. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's kind of a little bit of uh, me and yeah, my journey so far. Yeah. Let's time travel back to 2012. So okay. senior year of high school, mm-hmm. you're getting ready to go off to college. Like, what was kind of like your game plan? Were you like, okay, I know my parents have money saved for me. Were you depending on scholarships or um, were you thinking like, okay, okay, loans are pretty much my only option? Because you went to school out of state, right? Yeah. So yeah. I went to school in New York City um, and 
my thing was like, I definitely wanted to be in the city. So um, I, I knew that like going into the whole process, I was like, I want to live in the city. Like, no, my mom, my parents did not have any money saved for me. I was pretty much going to rely on uh, loans and I was hoping to get, you know, some sort of like academic scholarship or something like that. In retrospect, looking back, I really, really wish I would have put more effort into finding scholarships and like applying to scholarships just because like my mom was like preaching to me at the time. But like, I don't know, you're 18, like 17. You're just sort of like that isn't like the concept of how much money it like it is to actually go to school is not even like fathomable I feel like at that age so you're just sort of like oh it'll be fine like there's you know this magical like loans and financial aid that'll just cover everything you know I'll figure it out so like I really wish I would have put more effort into that but I was mostly going to rely on that and so I applied to I, I mean I was low income so I like thankfully through the school was they covered like three of my applications I literally applied to three schools because that's what my what they covered so I was like okay like gotta pick three schools so I picked like one in state and then two in New York and originally I really wanted to go to school for musical theater um, which is why I wanted to be in the city um so I auditioned I went through the audition process for two schools in the city one in Staten Island one in like actual like Manhattan once one school was private the one I went to the other was not the private school gave me way more money than the one that was not so really that was like my decision maker um like I I didn't want to be in PA but um so I that was like just not gonna I did it because my mom was like you need to apply to one in PA I'm like okay but um so I ended up choosing the school that gave me more money Yes, because of the more money, but also it happened to be the school that I liked more and I wanted to be like in Manhattan. I was lucky enough to get a grant and an academic scholarship from school. When you say school, do you mean high school or the no, no, you're sorry, going to attend? From Pace University where I went. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I got like a federal grant and then I got a um, uh, a scholarship from the school for academics school in the city is really expensive and especially if you don't live here and if you don't go to like one of the CUNY schools which are a little more affordable if you live here I I want to say like around that time when I was looking at schools Pace was like a close if not 60,000 close to 60,000 a year including room and board and everything Mm -hmm. um and so the rest was just student loans first year I realized I was like, okay, this is a lot of money. (laughs) And you kind of like now see it like on paper and you're like, okay, this is a lot. So I decided to apply to be an RA on campus, which covers your housing and then meal plan. Yeah. So I applied and like, it's so super competitive at pace because it is so expensive and everyone wants the free housing. Um, so I had work study and I was working in housing. I would check in students, uh, guests into the dorm buildings. So I kind of already had a step in that world of like housing on campus. So I knew a couple of people, which was 
really fortunate. So when I applied and like went through the process, I, um, I got in and I got a spot and they hired me and I was super, super grateful. And it was just like, honestly, thank God for that job because it took off so much money, um, from my tuition every year. Um, so I, 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 got like housing and my my um meal plan off and so I it saved me and I was an RA for sophomore junior year and senior year I did work study in college too and my my roommate she was actually an RA and I know like that helped her and you know having work study work study helped me a lot as well but um you said some like you um said something earlier about just like in college, how, I mean, not in college, in high school, how you really wish that you kind of had, like, I guess, paid more attention. And I don't know if you felt this way, because obviously we went to, like, the same high school. Yeah. Um, but I feel like no one really told you about scholarships or grants or anything like that. Yeah. Like, I remember, distinctly remember um, one time, I think towards the end of the year, maybe, where they held, like, we were all like in the auditorium or something and they were basically like giving out like scholarships and I remember sitting there being like wait what like why do I feel like the same five people are getting these scholarships and why didn't I know about any of them so I kind of feel like high schools need to do a, a bit of a better job to like um what how do I say like promote that stuff like let kids know that there's other options besides loans because you know for a lot of people their parents don't have money saved and like you don't really understand the gravity of student loans at 18 years old you're like I'll just get a job and I'll pay it back what's so hard about that you know totally totally I agree and I think I mean specifically for our high school like there really was no guidance like I I don't Mm -mm my guidance counselor I don't even remember who that person was like they they didn't help me like at all through the college process. Like I pretty much did it on my own. And yep. there's a lot of things I wish I would have known at that age. And cause like my mom didn't go to college. My, my dad didn't go to college. So I really was doing it totally like on my own. Same here. And, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's just sort of like, you don't know anything. And again, like no guidance. And I totally remember that feeling that you said, like, I remember that sitting in the auditorium and people getting all these scholarships. And I'm like, what, how did, what, like, how did you guys know about these things? Like I, literally it was the same thing. Like, I, and I remember exactly. I remember same people getting the scholar, like the same scholarships, like all these things. And I was like, what the, like, I literally didn't even know, like, right. where did you guys find these things? Like, you know, and right. Um, and I agree, like, I, and it's funny because now being older and speaking to other people that I went to college with or not and talking to their, like to them about their experience, I'm like, wow, like honestly high schools and it all ties into other stuff, right? Like it ties into socioeconomic status, like all that stuff, because one, if your parents have money and saved it for you, then like, don't really have to think about it. Mm-hmm. If you're in a more affluent neighborhood your school probably has more resources meaning they're grooming kids to go to college right right and um I've spoken to peers of mine that they're like oh yeah like my parents hired someone to teach like to coach me through the SATs and I was like what 
Like, I was like, that's a thing. Like, I remember like when I first heard of all this stuff and I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, like yeah. I, that was not even a thing. Like, you know, um, so it is interesting now to really look back and be like, wow, like there's so many factors that go into why certain people don't go to college or like, mm-hmm. you know, it is a really intense and like confusing process at that age. And like, really my mom was never gave me an option not to go to school, which I'm like really in a fortunate position where like, she was like, since I was little, like you're going to school, you're going to school. Like, you know, and so I figured it out, but, <laughs> but like, you know, it, it's, it's troubling like to think back and be like, wow. And now I have my twin little brothers, they're seniors. And so I'm helping them now through their process. Yeah. So if you don't mind me asking, you, yeah. you don't have to say the exact number, but if you could just give a range of what your student debt was like when you graduated. Yeah. When I graduated, I want to say it was a, a little over 30,000 Okay. in That's debt, a- which considering how much it costs to go to school, I, like, I'm so grateful. Like, you know, yeah, it's 2016, you're graduate, mm-hmm. you've graduated, right? What was your, what was your thought process? Yeah, totally. So as I was graduating, um, so I, I, I didn't major in any sort of like arts. I was uh, a double major in English and women's and gender studies. So throughout my process or throughout my college years, I, I was most, I was still like, oh, I kind of want to be in theater. I want to be in theater. I was still had that idea. I was just conflicted because I was like, I don't know if I still want to perform. And, and so what I did was I just took internships in like the theater world. And I honestly started realizing like, I don't really want to work on the administrative side of theater. I was like, this isn't really what I want to do, which I'm grateful I had the opportunity to intern because that clarified that for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so as I was graduating, my senior year, actually, I took an internship um, where I was working for this um, non-governmental organization um, called the Working Group on Girls, where I was I got to like literally be at the UN and like help develop high school girls um and they would they had presentations at the UN and like I got to like do all this crazy work that was just like incredible and like I was like so excited about it and that year was election year so it was really hard for me because I was I found myself in a place where I was like I'm so passionate about like women's rights and being on like an international like being in an international space was really eye-opening and um during an election year it like increased even more so where I was like oh my god I love this stuff like should I go and I was really torn I was like should I go into like government or nonprofit work and you know I was I just didn't even I it really threw a wrench in like all of my plans so I was like I don't know like maybe there's a way to combine these two things of like you know the arts with you know, human rights and blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like trying to figure it out. And so what I actually ended up doing um, was I took a, I, so I was in a sorority in school and I got really involved in the leadership part of it. 
And so there, there was a job opportunity where recent grads could apply to be like consultants for the organization nationally and then travel to the different chapters to basically help them with leadership and, and all that kind of stuff. And so it came up and I was like, hmm, this could be like a cool one year thing where I get to travel, I get to like work on leadership, help women like become leaders and and help develop women which i i was just i'm i'm and still really passionate about that and so i was like and it could just give me some time to uh figure out like what direction i want to go in next in terms of financial i you know they were going to pay me but then also they pay they covered my food expenses they covered my phone bill um and um I wouldn't be paying rent because I'd be traveling. Um, and so I was like, okay, it's a good way to like save my money and, and figure out what the next steps are sort of that spring semester where I was like, okay, I'm going to have to figure things out after this, you know, and I really explored my options and I was like, do I want to go into nonprofit? Do I want to, you know, do acting on a more administrative side where I'm not really doing the artistic side or do I want to like go for it and so I really like was you know struggling with all this and I was like I want to make a change in the world but I I want to do it through art and like how do I combine these two um and then ultimately I decided I was like no I want to move back to New York I want to settle there I want to act and I want to be able to incorporate, you know, social justice, human rights in that work. Um, and so that's what I decided to do. I literally, it was like crazy. Now I like think back and I'm like, wow, like there was a lot of like not thinking about things too long. <laughs> like, like, you know, like I'm like, wow, like I don't know if I'd do that now. But like I had like one weekend where I came to New York, stayed with friends, looked at apartments over the course of a weekend one of my roommates backed out and it was my only weekend to like look for places freaking out I'm like oh my god like what am I gonna do like you know like again I do have my home in Pennsylvania like if worse comes to worse I could go home yeah um but so yeah so I was like so put my thinking cap on me and my one roommate that we were actually we live together now um we were like okay like we need to find another person we end up like convincing our friend and her boyfriend to like move in with us they look for places they just like I literally just entrusted them with like the search <laughs> and they you know they signed a lease I signed it and then I knew I was gonna have to like do something where I could make money while I was like starting off because I would, my decision was I wanted to go more into TV and film and not theater. And because I made that decision, I knew I was going to have to train in theater or sorry, in TV and film. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, during that time, I'm going to have to make money somehow, you know? So I was like, okay, I already have experience in waitressing. I'm just going to do that. And like waitressing in the city, I mean, probably anywhere, but waitressing in the city, like you make a lot of money in you know, I, I was probably gonna make the equivalent of like what my peers were making with their office jobs. Oh wow! But I was, yeah, but I was gonna have the flexibility to act, mm-hmm. and um, 
so yeah, so I, I, I moved or sorry, that weekend that I was looking for apartments, I went and applied to like five restaurant jobs in one day, went interviewed at five different places. And it just so happened there was like one interview that like was too close to other interviews. And I was like, I think I'm going to not make that one, but it's fine. I have four other ones. And then like last minute was like, no, I'm going to take a cab. I'm going to go like that was the one job I ended up getting hired at. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. <laughs> of course. Right. And so they hired me and two weeks later, I moved back to the city. I started training at the restaurant. Um, it was very fast. Um, that was probably like the brokest I've ever been. I was like really broke. And, uh, you know, between moving and, um, which costs so much money like in the city, you have to have like at least like four to five grand saved. It was hard. I, I have to admit, like it was really, really hard that those first two years. Um, it's not like as glamorous, I think, as people maybe want to make it seem like, oh, they they made it within like their first audition. Like it's not like that at all. I ended up getting like a second waitressing job. I was like working two waitressing jobs um hustling taking acting classes um and then which was really hard and it took a really big hit on my mental health yeah um which is when I like kind of started my mental health journey and like I'm that's also something that I'm pretty vocal about but um yeah and so then I would say it took me like two years maybe after that to really feel like settled and then it wasn't until I want to say like last March I had I switched jobs and I actually transitioned into bartending and then I started working for a different company where I was making more money and um yeah and so then that was kind of kind of it it sounds like you just had to hustle. Like, yeah, just, it was like, a, I feel like yeah. there was like all gas, like no breaks, just you had to go, 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 go in order mm-hmm. to kind of make what you wanted to happen, like make something happen for you, which was like, you know, being able to pay for these acting classes, which in turn help you like, you know, develop your craft and then, you know, start getting booked for jobs. Um, totally. But I definitely like applaud you though, because I feel like there's so many people who would be like, okay, this is just getting too hard for me. I'm going to pack my bags, go back to PA, go back to wherever (laughs) and just call it a day. And like, because this is just not, this is not what I was expecting, but Mm -hmm. I feel like that just, that just goes to show like your passion and your like, and the love for like what you, what you want to do, you know? In addition to all of that, I had just like made my life here and my friends were here, you know, I, 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 I had outgrown like our small town and I just, I, I feel like the last thing I wanted to do was move there because I felt stagnant home Mm -hmm. and I didn't want to, I didn't want to like, even if I was like struggling here, I didn't, I, I still had the option because, you know, I was privileged enough to have a degree that I could at any point decide like, you know what, going the traditional route, going to just like apply to a nine to five where there's stability insurance, like all that kind of stuff. Going into like a career, a career that's, that doesn't have like stability insurance, like as, as you said, did, 
did you have any like close friends or like family members that was kind of like, uh, Ashley, like maybe this isn't like the best idea for you? I think more so the, those thoughts and the, that those ideas came from myself where I was oh. seeing like my coworker or my, sorry, my peers, you know, I would really of my friends, I was the only one that was pursuing something that was a little out of the norm. Those doubts crept in on my, on my own. Like it was something like, you know, subconscious, I guess, from seeing the people around me where, you know, the grass is always greener. You're going to have these thoughts where like, you're like, okay. Like, especially in, the, in, that, in that period, I was like working so hard. I was tired all the time. And I was just like, is like, is this really like worth it? Like, mm-hmm. when will I see results? Like, you know, kind of thing. And just seeing like all my peers, you know, getting up, going to work at nine and like being done by like nighttime, then having their nights free and having their weekends free to like hang out and do things. And then I yeah. had like a totally opposite schedule where I was working nighttime and weekends. So you know, it was hard. It was hard, you know, and it was hard to like, not, excuse me, want to like back out and be like, do something more traditional. You know, it took, took like a year of really auditioning and doing it. Like I would say the year of 2018 was that year of like doubt. And then for some reason, once I got into like 2019 and I think I was, you know, taking classes, seeing that I was getting better and learning more and I was like wow I actually like know a lot now and like you know kind of reflecting on that was when I finally was like no this is what I want to do and you know trying to sort of step out of societal norms and like these societal boxes of like oh that's not a real job or like you'll give up one day or it's not you know sustainable kind of thing Mm -hmm. I realized, you know, the more and more I worked in different restaurants, I met more actors and more people that were models or artists or, you know, other things that were in it in the same vein as me, you know, and and I was like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Like there's other people doing this. And it's definitely about the the community part where you're like, everyone around you is doing a nine to five and they have insurance and they're hanging out on the weekends. Like you're going to feel left out because it's like, wait, am I doing, I'm doing something totally opposite everyone else. I will say like, I've been now working in restaurants since like my sophomore year of college and it really does take a lot out of you. And Oh yeah. It's draining. So draining. (laughs) Um, So I think I struggle with that part where I'm like I don't really want to be in restaurants anymore and yeah trying to figure out what's you know gonna give me the money that I'm making with the flexibility during the time of like we're up you know we're living through a pandemic and you're you know living through the pan living in a pandemic and just like being in like New York City so how has those two things how how has that made you more aware of your finances yeah I mean let me tell you, last year was a rough year financially. I think, you know, I was waitressing uh, in at a different restaurant than I am now. Um, once COVID hit, I uh, went on unemployment, which was 
actually okay. Like, you know, thankfully we were really taken care of and like I was able to cover my rent. Um, honestly, the, the pausing of student loan payments really, really, really helped me. Like, I think it would have been tough, you know, to have to pay that in addition to every other bill. But I also think because life kind of paused, I wasn't spending as much in terms of like you said, like in the city, it's so expensive. So like, you, you know, regular times, it's like, how do you socialize in New York city? It's food, right? Like, it's like, go out to eat, right. go get drinks. Like that is the culture. So you are spending a lot of money, you know, Oh, let's grab a drink. Let's grab coffee. Let's get dinner. Like, and so once life like paused, all of that kind of stopped. So that was good. And I was able to really like, honestly, save money during that time. So I was happy and I was excited because I was like, oh, I finally have gotten to like build my savings here and I can like pay loans off and this and that. And then I got hit all at once in like the summer. I ended up cracking a tooth and having to, I have dental insurance, but I, I, what I had to pay some of it out of pocket and it was dental work is very expensive. Um, and so that happened and I, I had, I had to pay for part of the surgery and like all of that stuff. Um, cause my insurance only covered part of it. And then, uh, at the same time I was hit with a lawsuit which is like a whole nother story. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I had to hire lawyers and um, it was, yeah, it was, it was a lot. And it really did like affect me because I was like so happy to have like saved this money. But also, you know, again, changing perspective, had this not happened, I wouldn't have had that money saved to like cover these expenses. So I was grateful for that. Once August came around, I went back to work. They closed my restaurant. Um, but thankfully, my boss was moved to a different location in the company. So because I work for like a corporate uh, uh, restaurant group. So he was able to bring me on to a different location. So in August, I, you know, went back to work, um, which was hard COVID wise, just because I was like nervous. I had, I literally had been like quarantining like the whole time. So I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I'm about to like serve a bunch of people that I don't know. And I've been like taking care of myself and now I have to like expose myself. So, um, but like, honestly, I had no choice. Like I was like, okay, this is what I got to do. Like I have this job, you know, and, and I need, to go back to work. So, um, so yeah, so I went back to work and, um, have been again, thankfully loans are paused because it really has helped me, you know, cover everything else. And honestly, I had been carrying credit card debt from that first year that I moved back to New York. So my one goal last year was like, okay, not paying student loans right now let's pay this credit card debt down. Um, and so I was able to do all of that during last year. Um, and so, you know, I think I was like excited to 
have saved all this money and then like now these things happened and it was disappointing um but I it has made me focus on my financials and I it's even prior to that I I have been really trying to learn more about how to like budget my money especially with bartending it you know it is pretty inconsistent like you can have right. like one week where you make a ton of money and then you can all of a sudden a, a next week you could have like you know not as much so it's not like you have a salary where you can really budget but you know there's still ways to like really look at how much you're spending and mm-hmm. and you know um all of that because no one teaches you anything about this stuff <laughs> no at all so you know I'm like I want to save money and I want to invest and I want to start saving for retirement I don't have a 401k so like you know all these things I've had to like kind of learn on my own um and so you know it, I'm getting there and I still feel like I'm constantly like focusing on on my financials and trying to get to a place where I'm like able to, you know, invest and, and have a good savings and all of that kind of stuff. So I feel like when you save money, right. You're like, Oh my God, you're so proud of yourself. You're like, yes, like I've saved up 5,000 bucks. And then when you see that money, leave your account, you're kind of like, this sucks so badly, but in retrospect though, it's kind of like, wow, like, thank goodness I had that money. Like that's what that money is there for, you know? Totally. So it's like, it sucks. Like it's so good to see your account grow and it sucks to see it like diminish. But then the same time too, you're, you're kind of like, well, this is what I have that money here for. Things are going to come your way. So you do have to be prepared to like have to pay for things and, and, and you can't, none of it is like super secure. And I've been on this journey, I think with money and, and working on my, my, my relationship with it. Um, there's like a really great book, uh, called you're a badass at making oh, money. yeah by Jen yeah. Cicero yeah, yeah yes love her and <laughs> I I started reading it and it has really de- like changed my perspective in terms of like you know your ideas and your the misconceptions behind making money and and um that kind of stuff and and realizing like money is just energy what is yeah. the number one piece of money advice you you just like want to share or like or like the best piece of money advice you've ever gotten Ooh, that's a really good question I think that um through my experience of fixing this relationship with money is that I think everyone should do that I think everyone should take some time to reflect on their relationship with money and their their hidden subconscious ideas behind money because i think it can reveal a lot about your current like situation you know like thinking at least personally for my journey like i, I was always like ah, i don't think i have any like bad thoughts about money or, you know, any kind of, but really in retrospect, as I've reflected, I'm like, no, I do. Like I, you know, coming from a family that did not have like college degrees, you know, my dad was an immigrant, like it's kind of like drilled in you. Like 
you have to work hard. Like you will work hard for the rest of your life to make money. Right. Mm -hmm. And then exploring that where you're like, right, that can be true, but there, there's also other options. Like there are people that work really hard that don't have money. There are people that work really hard that do have money. There are people that don't work hard (laughs) that have money. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? So it's sort of like, I think that that's been the most valuable thing that I've learned this past year was like, how do I, like, what are the ideas I have behind money and Mm -hmm. what's holding me back from really making money? And like, also like the idea of like, you know, wanting to make a lot of money. It's like, I think that like we, a lot of us have these, at least for me, I'm like, oh, like rich people equals bad or like, you Mm -hmm. know, rich people, you know, don't work hard or they're this or that or like whatever. And it's like exploring all that and really trying to work through those thoughts and ideas and like realizing that like a lot of these misconceptions are not true. They're just that they're like misconceptions. And right. You know, once you do work through that stuff, there is so much potential for you to like let these things go and that re- and realizing that these might be roadblocks to like being financially stable and mm-hmm. and and um and not running away from facing your financials, which I think I've done in the past where I'm like, oh, I don't even want to look at my account. And it's like you have to, right? Like you have to face this stuff. You have to look at how much you're spending. And I think that like doing that work though, during the work of taking a step back, looking at your misconceptions around money and like your really like subconscious thoughts of like this stuff will help with moving forward and being more stable in that, in that, world and I mean I'm still working through that stuff but Mm. I think that that's like the number one thing I would tell people is like sit down reflect on your relationship and then don't run away from it like face it and one last thing I would say is like don't be afraid to like talk about it like I think there's so much this is why I really love the work you're doing because I think people don't talk about finances which is why no one knows how to do it right like I just think that no one teaches like no one like you don't take like unless you're like in that world like unless you're like in finance or like economics like you you don't get taught like no one teaches you like how to budget or like about taxes or about like like retirement or like right. none of that you don't get taught that really like you have to do that work on your own the more people talk about it the less taboo it becomes and then the more all of us can like collectively succeed mm-hmm. you know in our finances yeah. people would be in a better financial place if yeah we were talking more about it which like you're doing which is like I think just so great like I I really really do like I just think it's amazing for like young people to be like 
open about this stuff, you know, because we're all in debt. (laughs) Like like, we're literally all in debt. So it's like, how do we help each other? Like learn and understand and like be like, oh shit. Like we're all in this together. Like there's people that are in more debt than me. There's people that are in just as much debt as me. Like how do we learn to like really understand all of this and help each other move forward? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I, that, that, that honestly is probably one of my favorite, like one of the best and one of my favorite responses that I've ever had on the podcast, because at the end of the day, like you, you just have to just face it head on and just be open about it. Like, when I started doing this, I was so scared to put it on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, oh. I'm like yeah. I don't want people like people trying to come for me or be like, dang, like she's broke AF. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, dang, like what's going on? But I'm like, no, if I'm going through this, I know there's other people who are going through this. So let me just talk about it. And like, yep. I just, I view money as a tool to as a tool to help people. That's really all mm-hmm, I view it as. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's a way to make my life easier and it's a way for me to help those who need it. I don't think of it as anything else. Um, totally. I don't, I don't try to make it bigger than what it needs to be. Like, this is just what it is. Um, totally. so yeah. And, and I think, you know, kind of facing like these ideas, like these thoughts that, th- that you have with money, like that's, I, I loved when you said that because me too, I'm like, oh, like being, I'm like, I don't know if I want to be like rich. Like that just feels yeah. so like, I just right. feel so like slimy when I say that, but it's like, yeah. no, like what's what? wrong with me? No. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's nothing wrong with being like, yeah, one day I want to be rich or like I can be rich. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, it's, it's not a bad thing. If you're comfortable, you can like share um, like Instagram and people want to like follow you. If yeah. not, then that's fine. So where can yeah, people find you? Totally. You can find me on Instagram. I'm most active on Instagram. Um, it's just my full name, Ashley Nadine Lopez. Um, so yeah, definitely give me a follow. I I'm on other social media, but I really am most active on Instagram, I would say. 